Dude, I'm totally down. Ask your doctor about symbiosis now. Symbiosis? What the fuck is that? America's public enemy number one. up everybody i'm tyler colombero you're listening to symbiosis now today my guest is the local skeptic the infamous local skeptic everybody yes and i know that many people seem to like him i love the man he's a good friend of mine and the importance of our conversation is not really the specifics as much as it is the skepticism that we're speaking of to kind of maybe hopefully remind people that skepticism is not the worst thing. It's just very important to constantly question our environment, question who we are, so we can become more symbiotic. So without further ado, the local skeptic. Yo, yo, yo. I think when it comes to culture, something that uh, I like to bring up all the time is, you know, things like television and music and uh, entertainment, different forms of entertainment. Like, they're great and all to consume, and they are very entertaining, but I think we need to step back and ask why we have those things. Because we definitely do have art, but I think we all can agree that some of the greatest art that's produced by some of the most amazing artists, they're usually, like, underground people. Yeah. And sometimes even people that we know locally yeah, that aren't very big, but they're just not, I guess, conforming to what uh, what's being produced by the mass media. Yeah, like, talent is not mirrored in the uh, spotlight right like, you yeah know? so why do we have this access to entertainment this uh this lazy entertainment right the the not so sophisticated super creative entertainment i think it's just a tool to shape us you know yeah it's like it's it's just blasting through the radio waves and it's just there on the radio for a long time now, too, which is a, which is an amazing idea as a human. Like, I'm not trying to be like, I fucking hate the radio. It's just, we know what comes along with that. Hella commercials, the same songs over and over and over. Same songs, yeah. Yeah, but, but it's crazy because it's like fast food kind of. It's like, it's just there. It's always there. It's like the go-to. Like, at least you don't have to just listen to yourself driving in a car. and Yeah, I, and I think that's weird, too, that there's so much music in the world. Literally, like, dude, probably like billions, trillions. Hell, of, yeah choices of songs that exist so why do they play the same eight songs all day yeah because there's great music out there like you said i mean we had like nick i had nick chicoya on here he's a great local artist he painted that painting of lila lila the pitbull and like i feel like (laughs) i feel like there's so many people that's just a prime example but like you bro you made local music uh there's so many people that are that I've went to concerts or just shows and it was like a local band that opened or whatever and they were better than sometimes the people you paid to see right because they were just having fun and they were just like had a local presence like you know and uh, also they put out what was not conformity I guess less conforming to the the industry standard that's set now in this yeah the, me- the message that they're trying to get across right. that's, that's what they? I'm trying to say but who's they 
that wants to get the message, their message across. Like who's who's manipulating the music industry or the entertainment industry ultimately do you think? I honestly wouldn't be able to tell you exactly right. who. But I mean we all have ideas. I think the idea is just to kind of like keep us as consumers. Yeah. And keep buying this culture, this lifestyle but that also is uh self destructive. Yeah. And puts us in bad positions in life. Which I think is could be a form of population control in a sense. Yeah. I've been thinking about population control lately a lot because it's kinda like is it population control by death? Or is it also kind of just looking at it in a broad sense like it's population control. It's taking control of the population. Like almost like you're saying the the rate of population is being controlled. But I've been thinking about it lately as it's just a way to control the population at the same time. Also, like yeah. To have control in some way over it and man keep it manageable and maintainable, which makes sense. But it gets really sticky when you try to do it on this mass level. It's scary. I think it's very possible, though. I think yeah. you talk about it all the time, too, yeah. especially how you attack certain species out in the fields, certain bugs. You don't just go swat them all. You find, like, very intricate ways in hindering their reproduction. Yeah. Which I think, like, that's kind of what we're going through in a sense. Yeah. You know? Like it's these very smart, it's like a smart maze, but only some people make it out and the people that stay in this maze for too long and they end up just kind of disappearing. Their blood stops. Do you think like that I kind of mostly paved, was what paved like MK Ultra and like mind control and all this kind of early on shit in the mid 1900s that was going on? You think that kind of set the precedence for what we have from that moment beyond? Because I do. I find that they probably were trying to figure out how to lead people like a cult leader. What we for it's sure deep. learned with Charles Manson, you know? It's deep, yeah. yeah. Like, the the type of entertainment that was even produced at that time, the, the, the type of people that the news at the time, the media, glorified, which were these people that you're talking about. Like, although they were looked at in a negative light, they were also... They're trying to all they undermine talked about. the hippie movement, which doesn't really make sense, but... But still, they were still giving that information to a large group of people, especially kids, young people... Making and they're very impressionable people. I'm just saying, like the news. There's so much. There's so much greatness that happens every day, every day in life, everywhere. Like, why are we only fed the negative perspectives in life? Right. And I think that right there is self-destructive because we're consuming negative energy, but at the same time we're inflicting it on ourselves and the way we think about ourselves and the way we think about our environment. We live in fear. We are self-loathing because we're consumers. We feel like we don't have enough, so we need more. It keeps us going. You know, so like the little hot dog in front of the donkey, yeah, or the carrot in front of the horse or the donkey, and it's on a fishing pole or whatever in front of them, and they'll just keep chasing it, hoping one day, if I get it the right angle, <laughs> I'll get it. American dream. Yeah, yeah. Ever momentously running. So it's it's deliberate, but yeah, MK Ultra was the start. I feel like here in this country, at yeah. least, right after World War Two. We we got the mo- like the smartest, most manipulative people in the world to come to this country. Yeah, that's scary as fuck, bro. We've talked about it on the podcast before, talking about Nazis and shit. It's just it's it's crazy that that's not such prevalent under there's not such a prevalent understanding, especially times like this where people are claiming white supremacy and all this stuff. Like you know, like that's factually there's a lot of entities here that definitely are sketchy as fuck if you want to talk racist it's not even that 
It's further than that. It's not even about just race. It's talking like like eugenics, like to a deep level. And even if they weren't from Germany Nazis when they brought them when the United States government did bring them over here and utilize their science before that too, bro. There's a eugenics thing. Social Darwinism obviously has been prevalent since the late 1800s. It's yeah. fucking insane. That's what started it that all. It's kind of still kind of the trickle of what we have now. When people are talking recently about Roe v. Wade and stuff, like it's kind of still playing on this idea of accepting or not social Darwinism, like agreeing with it or not. Like you know, this weird, weird dialogue with something that people don't even know they're they're dealing with anymore because we don't talk about social Darwinism on the news. Like you know, talk, but it's it's been happening by cultural pushing, not necessarily like quote unquote naturally just there, because it's that's a concept that has become I feel like much too um, manipulative. Social Darwinism, it's too broad. I think it's uh it's crazy where we took Darwinism because if we should have learned anything from his theory from uh, darwin himself huh? yeah and his theory of evolution is that uh us humans were a lot more intricate than we even believe we know of each you know of ourselves most people um we adapt very quickly environment is very important and that's that's what darwin i think and you know people of his time realize is that they saw change in a species during a lifetime or a sequence of time when seasons changed or even just a long period of time and the environment changed over time because climate itself is never stagnant it's it's always changing right climatic changes would obviously promote differentiations in their genetics essentially is what what he found it's going to determine what lives what dies so that seems like a way to lead the country and try to manipulate it but it's also not happening randomly then if it's being used as social Darwinism as like yeah. a control method, someone you know, use it's controlled it now. Met- they, method they've realized, and like we're talking about population control, they can control the growth of a population using tactics, creating a maze, feeding them certain ideas, and unless you understand, because to to see your environment for what it is, to wake up and understand what's around you and how it may affect you as a person. To wake up to that idea, you're like the same mind as Darwin in that time. You became introspective and also very aware of what's going on around you. That's great. Some people don't realize that, though. Some people live this life of consuming negative, bad media and eating horrifically every single day and being taken advantage of by different systems that lead them in the wrong direction and take advantage of them while they're sick. Yeah. All and the difference between the, the, these people and someone who got their way out is one person realized that if I make these changes, I will feel different and I will change, right? And I, and I think that's why even eugenics, like I don't think it's racist in a sense. Like I'm not saying I don't, I do disagree with it, but I don't think it's a race issue. I think all races fall victim to this population control. I mean, if you're someone who's ever grown up in, like, low-income areas or gone to low-income schools and been around those areas, unless you are somewhere where it is, like, dominantly one race, but I felt like most times living in these, you know, in those type of conditions, you see everybody there. I mean, Mm -hmm. everybody. Yeah. So, I mean, you could say even white people. I mean, there's white poor white people that are very disadvantaged and they live in food deserts and they fall victim to the medical system yeah just like any other 
race. Absolutely. So, but that's that's what I'm saying. I think it's a not a race, but maybe even a genetic thing. Maybe even a or just a mind mind game like. Like, but I I feel like it's a very dangerous science to fuck with eugenics specifically because it's very unethical it's unethical for much good reason i think i think most people probably feel that way but because if you start manipulating the way that a species populates there will be an outcome to that that may not be pristine you know and it's all in the eye of the beholder so at that point as people lose touch with maybe the science of it they just want to go back and demand pretty babies like the joke i was think it's gone in a very eugenics. wrong direction yeah i feel yeah. like the idea itself evolution and understanding adaptation is brilliant but i think people have hijacked the idea realize what they can do for themselves and literally control populations that and that's what like. social darwinism basically yeah. is then yeah it yeah. is how it's been inflected on this country yeah, but also it was it was also by choice. A lot of people felt that way. They didn't have to be told to feel that way. A lot of people actually thought that way. They didn't think it was barbaric. They thought it would be like, hey, this is what science maybe could do. But who was kind of in charge of that and who was making the decisions on who was going to be sterilized and who wasn't? And what was the curriculum in which those people or like the significant reason that you would sterilize this person over that person? Like, either way, I don't know which way you cut it. It's hard to argue, you know. I understand that mostly it was about lower class. It was about people that were never going to get their head out of their ass probably because they just broke and doesn't matter if it's hard times, you know. Cutting your balls off. And it's like, what? Like, and that person was just like, I guess, like, they said. They said I wasn't fit to have kids. Like, you know how what a spirit that would, like a crunch on your spirit that would feel like, bro. Especially if you you weren't down for it. But I bet you there was a bunch of dudes that were lining up, just like, fuck it, man. I don't have to get no one pregnant. It's before child support, though. I'm sure, right? I don't know. I'm not sure. Been well, it's been it's for sure before child support, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're talking the late 1800s, early 1900s. I have a theory that um. Eugenics, like you said, it was a class thing. Like they went for the you know, lower class people, which I, that's why I, I brought up that there really wasn't a race to it. It right. was just they were it was attacking. the Irish, it was the Italian, yeah. it was the the blacks, of course, right. and yeah. it was absolutely white people in Project E, low incomey Hoovervilles, they called them later in the '30s, shanty towns, whatever, bro. Poor little kids sleeping in the gutter, bro. I seen pictures. I think what eugenics was then, and I think kind of what it is now, and what we're leading to is it was a way to get rid of the working class people after everything was done, right? After work was kind of like completed. We built our infrastructure. We built the infrastructure. We don't need to give you all insurance now. Just go away. But instead of doing that, they can't make people leave. Because most of the people... But it's weird, though. Like, who's they? Like, these are industry leaders. Maybe just a higher class. Because if we're talking about lower class people that fall victim to this, even today, the maze, it's it's lower class and middle class, the workers, the people that work every day. They they have their life, lives split up in, you know, thirds, eight hours a day. Right. And, um, yeah, these are the people that, like... Because the people they sterilized in those times in the 20s and stuff, it was people that they considered feeble-minded. People that they 
felt were just so like far far behind intellectually that was the terminology yeah that's what they called it feeble-minded and if we're gonna be completely honest like we've talked about it we're products of our environment people i mean unless it's like a medical like genetic thing but people aren't born slow for the most part a lot of people are poisoned from the beginning of their their lives and being kids living in areas where their water is tainted by lead because of the old piping systems right so right that person growing up in that environment of course they would have difficulties intellectually and with cognitive abilities you know there's a lot of issues that they would face because of their environment not because they're just born that way because not just because their genetics are bad right it's just the people that were in these environments were people that were they're poor working in like coal mines right working in on railroads working in very poisonous areas and then their families are living near these if you you know you live near near refineries and the way or you live near like a river and they used to throw toxic waste in it yeah. all the time in sewers yeah, and stuff. The ocean. So these were the people that were inflicted by eugenics mm-hmm. because but the government used that against them that they weren't up to par what they what they felt like Americans should be intellectually because of the higher intellectual dopes that were all like you know you're dopes because you built all the infrastructure but we're the money makers we don't need you right but it's often the common uh predicament that the slaves always get stomped on but really that is the bottom of your that is your foundation i mean without them you don't have shit you know until you need them again right because they will come and that's that's the difficult part right of humanity it seems like is they will come or they will be enslaved There'll be incentive enough now to get you to be in, but not enough to really quantify as not is not being considered slavery, modern day slavery still. I mean, it's uncomparable to like other nations that are like child slave labor, right. all this kind of gnarly Those shit. Still but I mean, that even exists in the within the confines of the United States. It's just black market. Correct. You know, yeah. it'll be like not you don't just get to go in there like they're not on OSHA's list like they're not legitimate, but they're pumping out shit just like cartels. Like imagine people that are like bringing in coke and they're cutting it and like they got people in there in like a big old warehouse or some shit trying to act all cool, all masked up and naked at the same time so they don't steal nothing. And like it could be kids, it could be whatever. And they're just like, do this. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And sometimes those people don't even get compensated for that shit very well. Like they just get used for like a quick job. That shit happens too, man. Like all this kind of stuff, like uh, underground sex trafficking, bro. Like all these things. Like we, you'd like to think, well, if someone wants to have sex, they just go find a hooker in Nevada and bang her. Like, you know, but it's like, yeah, but most people that are not in those areas where prostitution's at least legal. And also if you don't have the money, sadly, you should have found a lover maybe so you can fuck. So you don't have to be so violent, but people will still be hungry for it. And the oppression of our of sex in our society in the United States has been a long road, and it has detrimental effects on our mind, bro. But it's beautiful. It's beautiful because we have to learn that we don't understand ourselves so we can understand ourselves more. That's where I feel like the loophole is in all of this, no matter how depressing or whatever it sounds or seems, is like... You have to kind of question these things. I admire your skepticism, the local skeptic. I think the listeners do too. And I think that because of that skepticism, it leads to questioning 
who you are as a person yourself, everyone, when you're more skeptical and realizing like realizing things to redefine yourself almost. And it's important. And I think that all these struggles we go through and all this crazy shit, it is scary as fuck and it is real. A lot of these things are not just conspiracy theories. There are conspiracies which are just underground real shit that's happening underneath the underneath the spotlight that we're all distracted by on the television or the cell phone now, you know? Yeah. But I think people need to also just remember that life is life and there's so many people in this world and everyone has a very different life. Like me and you, we, we live in, I guess, the middle class realm where we work every day. We pay rent. We, or we pay for something to get by. But there's also people that live in this same realm as us. But say we consider them filthy rich, right? The type of people that don't work. They have no idea what it's like to wake up, have to wake up every morning and go to work. Their, their life is just waking up and maybe taking a trip and eating food and I want to purchase that or I want to experience that let's go do it you know I'm not saying that's bad right that's amazing I think I wish everyone could live a life that way but like those people there's also people that live live lives like we we explain like people that are even born into like trafficking and slavery that still exists right underneath us and your life is completely different than ours which well, at least we get to do a little bit of what we do. We might still be slaves, right? We still work for somebody and, you know, we we earn money when we, we give our time and we have to to get by. But at least we're not, you know, say living in a position where all we know is get selling our bodies or just working in a factory and going home to my place or even staying in that facility and sleeping, you know? Like there's there's crazy there's 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 so much craziness in this world, dude. But we just we're just not aware of it. Most people just aren't aware of it because we don't see it, and we live in this bubble. You know, we don't like we were talking about the radio stations only play the same eight songs. You stay in your town. You only know this and that. You only know what your TV tells you. You only know what these radio stations are playing. So I mean, how would you know about all these different realities that are all around us that we have we're not aware of? Yeah, the multiverse is the universe, bro. But it's so complex. And the more that you get the telescope out and you put lenses on top of lenses on top of lenses, you'll see further and further and further. But we're not there. But it's all still here type of thing. You know, just like you look further and further in the microscope, you get subatomic. It's like a whole nother fucking world inside there. It's Whoville, like in the snowflake. It's just like that whole Grinch and everything lives in a snowflake. When you get down to the subatomic level, we don't know shit, bro. When science goes, yeah, well, we did all this work. We're still looking, but theoretically, it just keeps on going forever and ever. So we're going to use some of the stuff we learned, though, as leverage to most likely just fun little fun little projects that maybe will work, maybe they won't. And I think it's beautiful. But it's also dangerous, especially when, like, in the modern world where all of a sudden people want to, like, deny science. It's kind of weird because I don't necessarily think science was ever meant to be believed in. It was never meant to be moral. It was about about proving something to be actually replicable and, like, real, really. Like, quantifying and and qualitatively uh, documenting a process things like that that are that are replicable 
you know, that are like straight across the board. This is this is real, not just superstitious thought. And it, often people's hypothesis, scientists' hypothesis, would be incorrect. And that's the point. You're not supposed to put your own crazy biases in it. But from the start, doing an experiment, usually you already are kind of biased because you're asking certain questions in a direction. Well, you'd like but to see an outcome. That's the You want to see an outcome, but a good scientist knows that their hypothesis may be very wrong or it'll just be a part of what they find. And that's that's where, where science leads us. But it could go any way. It could go into some dark, crazy realms, bro. We could get some weird shit. But if that's the case, it was inevitable, you know? We've, we've sacrificed hella people to gods and shit for hundreds of thousands of years or weird shit, bro. Like, humanity, anyways, has done weird shit. Yeah. That, that was probably just population control of those times. Yeah. And before there was TV, they used, like, old books. Yeah, bro, or stone tablets. After they <laughs> fucking stood next to a burning bush and got high off that bush or something, bro. Because straight up, you're telling me that the plant spoke to you and it was God. That, to me, I'm talking about Moses, yes, I'm saying that that sounds to me like the plant spoke to him. And plant medicine, especially psychedelic, OG, weird history, that's that's literally for sure what people used to do back then, making weird elixirs and concoctions and get you all fucked up or using plants to see something else of another realm, you could say, of another level of understanding. To detach, for, you know. But almost to connect at the same time. It's some deep shit, you know, and I don't understand it completely, but, like, to me, that kind of stuff sounds pretty legitimate, and I don't understand why um, we're still fucking around with not understanding that we come from very superstitious times and thought processes for a long time, and that was secondary even to just making, ooh, uh, noises and shit for apparently a long time, which I definitely could see. We got little kids that act like that. Like, it's not that far to see that we were monkeys and we have changed a little bit. Like, you know, it's not that hard to accept that. I don't like to just be like, no, we're the chosen ones. We're on the spaceship and we're in control of it. But we're, we're there's so many of us now. They've enslaved us. They, the, the leaders, quote unquote, that are actually in charge of the, the spaceship of where we're going in the middle of space on earth I'm, I'm referring to earth being the spaceship and we're just cruising through but these elitists like george soros and jeff bezos and bill gates fucking chipping your arm we're all trying to make sure that we're actually guiding the ship but all you motherfuckers y'all got too loud we're tired of being in the car with you so now you guys have to go to work and pay all these taxes and have a complete runaround. And now we're just going to manipulate the whole system where it doesn't even make sense. It'll even affect us in the future. But for right now, shut the fuck up, Timmy. In the back seat, shut up, Billy. You know, I don't want to hear your fucking shit back there. We're going somewhere in the middle of space. Shut up. It's been years. It's been centuries. It's been millennia, Tom. I don't want to hear it anymore. And Tom's back there like the guy from the Geico commercial OG where he's just like, oh, like it's so easy. A caveman could do a type of shit. That caveman, you know, the magic school bus. Remember that shit? It was like that, bro. Like, But picture the school bus is Earth. And all the kids are, she's like the girl, that, the main teacher that's driving is like, shut up back there. Not literally, but she's <laughs> like, we got to go on a journey. Maybe that's how this all started, you know, with aliens going, hey. We got to create some fucking crazy experiment in a little bottle and see what these creatures do. 
and it's only been like a month in their time, but in the jar that they're growing, in the petri dish that they grew this idea, this experiment, is us happening over quote unquote millennia from our perspective of yeah. generational life and birth and death, you know, because uh, we study navel orange worm, like I, I do that, and like the turnaround's like hella fast, bro. They're adults for like a day or two. They fuck for sure. They lay hella eggs for sure, and they die. They don't even eat when they become an adult. They just, they're ready to go, and then they have to reproduce. So then the rest of the life cycle is an egg turning into a little worm, eating a bunch of shit, then turning into a pupa, which is like a cocoon, but for a moth. Then it turns into an adult and fucks and reproduces and lays the eggs and does it again. But that being said, that happens in a short amount of time. Flies, everyone knows they only die after a couple days. Bacteria and yeast and shit, like they are almost alive Less time than they're dead, obviously, like we are. Like, you know, it happens very rapidly. Like life is here and then it's not and here and then it's not. But for different organisms, there's a faster quote-unquote turnaround time of their life expectancy, you could say. But that's all relative to the way we view it. Because what's to say that that little yeast converting sugar and alcohol while making wine, for example, knows any different between chomping up and converting it in its lifetime maybe felt like how we went to work and clocked in and clocked out for a <laughs> lifetime, bro. Right. Like, you know. And in yeah. between it, like, fucked the other cell next to it, like, at nighttime because they, they had a wife and they could go home. Like, I don't know. Because there's, I mean, there's also species on, that we live. I'm hella anthropomorphized. I can't say the fucking word. Anthropomorphizing that shit. Yeah. But it's yeah. true, though, because we live among species that live a lot longer than we do. Yeah. So what's their perception of time? Like maybe they're still like, like our days are so short. I feel like, you know, we only live maybe 120 years. If, you know, if you're lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, man, I don't think I was just literally born 26 years ago. Cause I'm 26 years old here. I think that I was born a long time ago. I don't know how to explain it, but I think that it's deep. It's kind of weird to where that's how we quantify 26 years. Because it's about how many times we went around the sun, but that is just a man-made perspective, and and it's actually encapsulated us now. I feel so often I find myself breaking away from that and realizing that I think that I've been alive for a while, you know. But when people ask, they want to know your birth date, often all this kind of shit for social security and all this, all this shit. But whatever, you know. Yeah. But I also think that everyone can believe whatever the fuck they want. They want to believe the Earth's flat. That's fine, but. Don't make, like, laws based off of it because it's going to get ugly. But, like, go ahead. Sit in your hole and be like, all right, for sure. I don't, I don't really know. I think it's flat. I think people should just stay skeptical, man. Yeah. That's the just like, question. What if it's fl- – well, I always said this. Like, see, this is a good example where, like, people will be like, well, you think the Earth's flat? And I'll be like, no, I think it's like a half a sphere. Like people expect you to either be flat earth or globe and like the globe person's like you're not a flat earther are you and you're like no i just believe in this other crazy (laughs) but picture it it's it'd be flat on the it'd be a half of a a sphere so it'd be like technically it's flat but it's a dome like you know i have no idea no bro i honestly don't honestly i have theories of like dude like you know how we think of the dinosaurs in that time period of what you know we think it's so long ago yeah and we see them they took they 
We're told that a meteor dactyl comes out of nowhere. We're told that a meteor hit that land and killed all of them. Well, what if we the Dust Bowl of the dinosaur era? What if Earth is just a fragment of the Earth, like that land, combusting into the air after the meteor hit that land? Yeah, and where the bacteria growing on this little rock as it's like traveling through, like you know. Yeah. Just because like, we think about it like if you leave your food out for too long, dude, something grows on it. Something starts living there. Who knows what's happening in that little... Bro, I had this vision one time that I felt what if humanity as a whole is one brain cell and inside that brain cell of a dying monkey <laughs> that just like walked out of the Amazon was living in trees and was like, I'm about to go have to learn how to not do this because there's way too many other monkey type things over here trying to forage and it's not enough food so i gotta go out and start killing like that cow looking thing over there and (laughs) it's like maybe some other monkey was like what the fuck you killed the cow but i need a piece and conks him on the head he knocks out and he's like kind of dying but then he's gonna wake up he's gonna wake up but his brain cells are working really hard and what if the earth is like one of those brain cells working really fucking hard and that's why it's kind of like we're it's almost like yes we're alive but it's very unique we go to bed every night and we dream and then we wake up and we have an outlook but it's it really is just dependent upon what's going on between your ears really at the end of the day that's why people have mental health problems because they can't co- they can't connect with reality they're thinking in a different way they think you know different perspectives sadly though the perspective that quote unquote they want you to have is to just stay focused on making the merry-go-round go round i like what you fucking said though a minute ago about like say if a a meteor was just hauling ass through quote-unquote space and it smashed into another like not moving fucking meteor rock or some (laughs) shit on the middle of nowhere and it blew into pieces and that was the quote-unquote actual big bang bang, like and then everything just kind of was set in motion because something else came but where did it come from but it could just be in space it's just that's not enough for me, bro. Like, I don't know. I'd rather go inward with it and not think like, oh, my gosh, we need to go to Mars. Like, I get it, but I don't get it. Like, I, I mean, I guess we got to find out. We're humans. We do crazy shit. If we can, go. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. cool, I guess. But don't spend hell of my tax dollars fucking making it happen, god damn it, because I don't want that. That's what people said when they went to the moon in 1969. People were like, that's cool, but – we don't really care that much. Like, you didn't find anything. You found some fucking moon rocks. That's all you told us. Sound like a, a way to go, yeah. We got a big dick over here. We made it to the, to the moon faster than you, Russia. But really, I don't even know if that's true. Yeah, like, you know? I don't know shit about space, dude, because I've never observed it. Yeah, that's, I don't know and that's shit the either. fact. I'm skeptical person, and because I've never literally been to space myself or seen real these things that they show us, like through images no space is real but it's like what is it like i feel like us calling it space is is there anything that like the way planets look like is that is that real like you know or is plants look planets or like just the 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 way space is like that's hollywood if you really think about it all we know of space is literally what's fed to us in our tv Mm -hmm. or our laptop you know none of not many people have ever actually been to what we call space or seen like actually seen proof of like anything right like or what earth looks like from space because who knows like if space is as intricate as they they make it sound like does 
and time is different and like everything's different like the does, angle would change in does, well does what a camera that we use here on earth that is controlled by shutter speeds and you know capturing time when frames would that work somewhere where that's time is irrelevant like there is no like you know what i'm trying to say like i get what you're saying bro yeah, like how can you look at through a lens from a million miles away and think that the focus isn't like out of its original shape? Like I don't know, like it it's almost like it would seem like you could be seeing a diamond and it would look spherical from a distance because you're going through first of all the lens, then the thick ass glass on the fucking ship, then you're you're also like accounting for millions of fucking miles awayness, like. I don't know. It just seems like it would alter things. But I get it, dude. Like, I get it. I think that dude, space is for sure real, but in the sense where I think it's so much deeper. I think that if we were to go, this can sound too hippie. You think you go, you go in enough, you may fucking not, you might realize you don't need to go anywhere else. This is where it's supposed to be, like, type of thing. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it, it, I find it very unique that we don't know for sure if there's aliens. I find it very unique that we think about our life while we're living we think about possibly dying we also know that it's coming one day and then when it happens we don't really have a plan besides to get how to get buried here on earth in a box now which is fucking terrifying it almost sounds like the OG ways where they used to wrap them up make mummies and shit that sounds like hella honorable but why probably because it's important somehow it was important somehow it was transition to them you know, I think it's weird that they wouldn't burn just, them or whatever, but or like just bury was, you in the ground because what cause fertilizer dog or like just yeah, just creating. Because if you think about it, dude, like a dead body, although the human is dead, there's life in that dead body, like there's bacteria, there's new bacteria. Because even nowadays, like, there's just fucking corn fed farts and acidity, bro, and high cholesterol. Nah, I'm well, just talking well, shit. Think, bro. Even think about like a flesh eating bacteria, like, like us as humans, the flesh that's being eaten. We're like, ah, oh, that's horrifying. But like that bacteria is living it up, dude. It's it's there because it's thriving. You know, it's yeah. got exactly what it needs to live. It got it's got everything it needs. Gang green, bro. Like it's got everything it needs to be there. I'm supposed to be here. You know, I'm that speck floating earth you know you know i'm i'm chilling i'm eating up but like we're like oh shit our flesh is being eaten by this invader this invader yeah like when a mosquito's on you bro and giving you possible malaria and shit it's like i'm an invader they don't even notice me until it's too late right. <laughs> and they stick you with your little thing and they're sucking a little blood and they leave and they're just a little dirty one because they just put their little dick in and a bunch of other things and suck the blood with it so then they're putting it on you now. They put it on your dog. They put it on the squirrel. They put it on the pile of shit out there thinking it was an animal. And it was like, oh, shit, this ain't it. And it came and stuck its fucking little dick nose in your arm. Sucked juice out of you. And then left. And you had no idea. Is that bad? And it could give you, like, well, that's that's how malaria is transmitted via but like, mosquito mostly. I, I feel like mosquitoes in a sense of, have they been around forever? Like, what if, yeah. what if we use yeah. them? In a weird way, like this—that's how we share information as a species. Yeah. By like a, some type of thing, like a mosquito fly coming and like poking you, taking some sort of DNA from you. Obviously, it's drinking your blood and its vessel, and then going to pricking someone else, where it's probably you know exposing it. I wouldn't say like 
if you say a mosquito came and bit you like it would have a significant amount of blood from someone else to like be like very detrimental to your health at that moment but it's still someone's dna entering your body and your body's gonna do something with it right i just feel like like i I, it's like definitely diseases and all these things occur over time and because of i don't know situations i mean like you said just before like as long as the the predator has a host it'll things things are a possibility you know like things could start getting crazy like the mosquitoes i'm sure originally weren't just causing malaria but over time the more that more that water stagnated near civilizations mostly for probably agriculture and shit and just the need for water and people would dig pits and all that stuff but the hell of mosquito larva and shit man how they get rid of it? they didn't have chlorine tablets or whatever the fuck people use like you know mosquitoes it, it or really whatever. depends on the environment the mosquitoes in and whether it's going to disease you or not or expose you to But it definitely toxic. depends on the organism but that's why they they eradicated certain mosquitoes so i didn't mean to be all sketchy it's just those certain mosquitoes they apparently like slowly eradicated in certain areas of the world especially in the united states um, for the most part because they figured that out, but it took like thousands of years for people to figure that out, that it was the mosquito causing the sickness, the sickness in the first place. That's why we got, the, I mean, I hate to say we, that's why the United States took over the Panama Canal. They were all getting sick as fuck down there and they, they knew how to deal with the mosquito population because the DDT and certain shit, right? Right. And saved the day, but also like staged a fucking revolution with the Panamonians so that they break away from Colombia so they could just tell Panama what to do and say, oh yeah, well we just want this one little spot right here. And we'll give you, you know, you just do whatever you want, but we just want this spot right here, apparently. But I don't really like that story because it always just sounds too fucking glorifying, like like the United States did the right thing, that's what they had to do. And I think it sounds like it, but there were hella French people dying from malaria and then they were just like, we're interested in this air, this, uh, canal that you're making, so we're going to take over. This shit was crafty, bro. People were more crafty back then, I think we give credit for. The local skeptic, everybody. Thank you so much. It's nice being here, man. Hell Thank yeah, you for bro. having me. I'm super glad to have you, bro. Check him out on nothing because he's fucking skeptical. You don't need to know where the fuck he's at. Stay symbiotic, everybody. Care about you. The first thing I would like you to have in your notes as we begin this chapter here is that labor is like any other good I'll say that again labor is like any other good